United States submarine base at Key West, Florida. The dispatch that quoted President Truman's press secretary, Charles Cross, as saying that President Truman has no knowledge of any secret project by this government that would give substance to the existence of such objects. Look the, like the bottom of a toe. The Air Force and the Navy deny that Literally, look at the left side of my face. This is the side that I had a stroke on, and it's never recovered, and I just hate it. I just look at it, and I hate it. I want to be like Phantom of the Opera and cover it. Disgust and the I did um, a photo scan for Zenny for my lenses, and the side where my jaw's busted, and then the side that's not. Like it's it's a distinctive difference too. I'm like half Quasimodo. So if I have if I have a baby with a very ugly man it'll either cancel out or be twice as worse so i don't know what to do <laughs> so i just gotta never procreate that's all yeah. i got it's scary stats out here uh-huh. um hey what's up my name is noelle and i'm going to recite to you a tweet by poetic kate as how i'm feeling today in utah you don't say i hate women you say God's daughters were given the divine role of motherhood, and I think that's beautiful. <laughs> that is beautiful. <laughs> I don't even have one anymore. Um, I'm Chelsea. I am a human cough. And I will be L- coughing this episode. What did Oliver call it? Lung butter? Yeah, he called it lung butter, and he said that if he and I put our joint forces, we could make a full-size Shrek. The term lung butter has disturbed me beyond ways I can put into words. Yeah, it came into conversation by him doing, like, the classic, like, (laughs) and then him going, oh, I got lung butter, and he went and spit it out, and it was just... (laughs) Light yourself on fire for that one. (laughs) That sweet, precious man. I was trying to find photos of him earlier. Because some of our coworkers were asking what Oliver looked like. And I said he looked like Amigo the Devil. So I sent them a picture of Amigo the Devil. And they were like, now send us a picture of Oliver. And I found a perfect match. And they were like, that is the same man. I want to see. Send it to me. Yeah, I know we're recording. But show me real quick. I'll Talk about. Well, you can do two things at once. Um, also, just a quick up the top update. I'll do it here, so I don't have to. While you're looking at this, um, it is September first. We still do not have our fanic schedules, but we will be there. Just keep an eye on our social media. We'll know what you do, and we'll share it when we find it. Um, also, big shout outs. We I honestly might make half of the Patreon we just did public, but I'll keep the Ace Ventura story. Um, to patrons exclusively um, but I do think the other conversation we have is important for everyone to hear but yeah. if you would like to hear all of our additional content one dollar every month just once a month one single dollar gets you in and you get new episodes every week and sometimes you get videos of Chelsea falling and me hyperventilating <laughs> sometimes you get pictures of her bald ass forehead you know it's just it's a really great time check it out and you can find it in the link tree in all of our bios um, you can get our link to our Patreon. You can get a link to pro-choice resources, our merch page, which we have a shirt that we're going to be sporting at FanX, if, even if we're not even on this panel. No. For defending the prequels, you can get that there. You can also get a link to Kelly Holloran or at Wildwood Owl um, on Etsy, her stickers. She makes cool ones, and she also makes our fucking cool ones, so check that out. Mm-hmm. And you can get our Discord server on there as well. Discord has been 
great to me lately. I've been using it to vent. Um, big, big vent. Recently, Fanex posted that the voice actor of Thumper from Bambi, he did that as a child. It's the only thing he's ever done, um, is coming to Fanex. And it was just his wholesome little face in their promo. And I was like, this is kind of sad to me that this man is having to go on the convention circuit. And I immediately felt like a little bit of sadness. And then I opened the comments and it was just people asking about Joseph fucking Quinn and fucking Stranger Things. And I lost it. I did cry. I will admit I did cry. I'm not even yeah. close to my period. I just had genuine anger and empathy cry. And um, and and so I went on to our Discord to vent about that. And we do have Stranger Things fans in our Discord. Um, and they were like, I'm so sorry, we're not all cringy like this, but um, know that I haven't fully forgiven all of them. And I will it be was, paying for his autograph. I think I will too, because it's, uh, if I walk by and there's no one in line, I'm just going to like do the thing where I come up and then I change one aspect of my outfit and do like a 360 and I'm like, ah, I'm a totally different fan. I think I will have a full-blown mental breakdown if I see no one at his booth. I, I think I will. I think that'll be it. I think whatever tether is holding me to reality mm -hmm. will officially snap and it'll what? be over for me. I hope that the Disney adults come out in fall. So do I, dude. So do I. But I keep imagining... I keep imagining this hellscape scenario that's only been validated by all of the TikTok fucking cringe about it. Like 17,000 people dressed as fucking Eddie from Stranger Things. So, and once they part like the Red Sea, and I'm just like, get the fuck out of my way, fucking shitty Eddie cosplays. No one gives a mm -hmm. fuck. And they move. And then I see that man's booth and there's no one at it. And he's just like looking around and he's like fucking 85. I, I, it, it is like, it is the wow. most intrusive thought I have since seeing this. And it has consumed me. It has almost changed the trajectory of my life because I am so consumed by it's like at this point it's a fucking premonition it, and I can't handle it. It's like when you see like little old people shopping at Walmart and you're like, You shouldn't be alone, you shouldn't be here. Yeah. You should be helping you. Or it's like, you remember when the fucking old grandma was working the checkout line at the McDonald's window, and I just took my Sprite and cried in the parking mm -hmm. lot, because I was like, this country has failed you, that yeah. you're here. I, 100%. I just, oh, I can't. And then there's just, I know, I know that it's because this Stranger Things cringe online is just putting me in orbit. I, I can't handle it. It's bugging me so much and i know that that the annoyance of that like mixed in with genuine emotion is making me feel unstable and i don't know how to handle it so if you are listening and you're going to fanex i am begging you i am making it mandatory if i found out you went there and you didn't at least buy this dude's autograph which will probably be like 20 bucks um, We're going to stand in line to tell him how much he means to you for yes, free. For free. For free. Stand in line and tell him how much he means to you. Peter Ben, B-E-H-N. Um, if I if I know you listened to this podcast and you went and you didn't give that man at least three minutes of your time, I will hunt you down and I will shit in your microwave. And I'll turn it on for a solid 20 minutes. Yeah. 
and you'll have to burn your house down. And so, her poops are rancid because they sit in there for about a week before they come yeah. out. So. I have bowel issues, so you're getting <laughs> fucked up. Yeah. You're getting you're gonna have to call crime scene cleanup to deal with that shit. Mm-hmm. So, um, literally. And so that's all I have to say about that. Chelsea, what are we talking about today? Oh, oh. <laughs> we're gonna talk about uh a man named Kenny Veach. Kind of a cool name. It's a it's an unassuming name, right? There's not much about it. But it's wild because we are talking about Salt Lake Bars, and this mm-hmm. is going to tie in with Area 51 a little bit, which is also a Salt Lake Bar that I used to go to every Thursday for 80s night. I used to go there as well for fetish night. I went to fetish night once on New Year's, and I did not belong. But you I know didn't what? I either. I danced <laughs> I danced my ass off anyway to their EDM music. <laughs> um, I went there because it was 18 plus and the bar was separate. So you could go and get turned and act drunk like an idiot. Mm-hmm. But as a child. Have I, before we get into this, have I told you about the time I went to, you were with me. Was it when we went for the cosplay thing and it was terrible? <laughs> that was one that was one time but do you remember when we went to area 51 and it was just us being single gals on the town and there was a guy who looked like current day mgk and he was like fucking trying to vibe hard on me and was like and was like down bad and um we and like i was like i gave him my number i was like this is about to go down and then we went into the bar and he stood out and we were like what are you doing come in and he was like i can't i'm 18. do you remember i hadn't remembered until this very moment (laughs) i am like having one of those scenes in the movie where like the camera pans out away from him and they have like the sudden realization <laughs> that they've been dead the whole time. I'm yeah. having a fucking Bruce Willis Sixth Sense moment where yeah. I was like, I was the ghost. I fucking remember that. Yeah. And there was like almost no one there, right? Yeah. It was yep. just you and me in the middle of the floor <laughs> and yeah. going up in the cages. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh my God. And the, oh my God. Oh my God. We were like outside in that patio area, like chit chatting it up and like swapping numbers. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to fucking go home with this guy. Then he was like, child. And, and, and then I told you, and I was like, we've got to get the fuck out of here. We got to get the fuck <laughs> yeah. out of here. Oh my God. Yeah. I have, I have never forgotten it because I, I was like, that's as close to being predator as I've ever gotten. And it was too <laughs> fucking close. We went to Area fucking 51 uh-huh. on purpose yeah. while we were single. Yeah. You don't go there. Dark times. Dark times. <laughs> you go there for... <laughs> I don't even know why you go there. I went there for 80s night because I was 18 and I could get older drunk dudes to give me attention. You don't go there for good yeah. reasons. Well, it was either that or like fucking Twilight Lounge. And for whatever reason, we decided on Area 51 because we were like, at least we can dance there. And it's not like Twilight Lounge where people are blowing like, you know, I American think, spirits in your face. I think we went to Campfire. Yeah. I almost want to say we fucking went to Alibi and bought like a $12 drink. And then we went to Area 51. Well, like we would dance. always start at Campfire because we both like, like, well, the tofu. In sugar, yeah, yeah. sugar house and the fried tofu. And then we would go. Yeah. So oh my God. cursed. And I think I, we literally went to Alibi and we got like a fucking 
$12 drink. And this was when Alba had first opened, so it wasn't Yeah. that popping. And we were like, but people were kind of dancing. We were like, let's go someplace we could dance. And then we went to fucking And Area I think 51. before we went out, we went to Blue Boutique to get outfits. Yes. Yes. Fuck. We were wearing lingerie out, essentially. Brother, it was dark. It It was was dark. it was a mean girl's Halloween Dark. in the middle of summer for sure, where we were It just was like, dark. Yeah. Yeah. Oh So. my god. And then you let me borrow your um your Joseph Campbell boot, your shoes. Jeffrey Campbell. Jeffrey, yeah, that's what I meant. Jeffrey Campbell Ref shoes. Jeffrey Campbell shoes. And I couldn't drive in them, but I tried to anyway. And we were just skidding across <laughs> everywhere because I couldn't fucking drive. I can't believe you've done this to me. I live with this every day. Every day I remember that, like, I almost went home with a fucking My child. favorite one was when you were online dating and you found a dude and you're like, this dude is great on paper. And you showed me his profile and I'm like, that motherfucker is bald. And you're like, no, he isn't. And I'm like, he doesn't show the top of his head once. And he's wearing a hat in every picture. Sure enough, Yeah. he shows up. Yeah. Bald as a baby bottom. I will say Chelsea was so right about that. And she called it and she was like, so I was like already nervous. I was like, he's for sure bald then. And, Yeah. but I was like also in denial. So I kept like drinking. So by the time he picked me up to go on our date, which was bowling and then dinner, I was fucked up. And Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, yeah. he got like a, this was what I used to hate myself. So he got a pitcher of beer and I essentially finished it off to myself. And I, and Chelsea had told me, take his fucking hat off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did. We were not that, we weren't good people. We were not good people. I was like, he's wearing a hat. She was like, take it fucking off now. And Yeah. so we're at the bowling alley. I'm fucked <laughs> up. I'll just I, like a bird out of the rafters. <laughs> I just I'm like, he let me put this on, which is exactly what Chelsea told me to do. She said, pretend like you're being cutesy and like put it on. And so I did that. She backwards And he was scuttles like fucking exercise. he was bald as fuck, baby. He was bald as fuck, baby. So Oh man. if you're asking if the date ended there, no, it didn't. Because remember, No, it's I so much hated worse. myself. It got so much worse. But I think we'll I, end it there. yeah, you sent me the world's longest text, though. I pulled over on the freeway, and it took me, like, 45 minutes to read it. Because That <laughs> morning. it, it Yeah. opened, I got a text, and, like, three lines showed, and then I tapped on it, because I had a little dot, dot, dot at the end, and then my phone was, like, downloading, and it took Mm -hmm. from Leighton, It took from, yeah, Leighton to Bountiful Yeah. for the message to download. Yeah. <laughs> Brother, it was not good. So <laughs> I'm not talking about any of my stuff on here. <laughs> Oh, we're going to talk about Kenny Beach today. yeah, let's talk about someone else who got abducted. I wish it had been me, but it was Kenny Beach. So, No, I okay. abducted myself with alcohol, and I think you can agree that that was also Yeah, your experience. yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so... Now and then, you stumble across YouTube comments that really outshine the videos they're attached to. Such is the case on one called Son of an Area 51 Technician, where the username SnakeBitMcGee wrote, quote, This ain't nothing. I am a long-distance hiker. One time during one of my hikes out by the Nellis Air Force Base, I found a hidden cave. The entrance to the cave was shaped like a perfect capital M. I always enter every cave I can find, but as I began to enter this particular cave, my whole body began to vibrate. The closer I got to the cave entrance, the worse the vibrating began.
became. Suddenly, I became very scared and hightailed it out of there. This was one of the strangest things that has ever happened to me. Now, if you go back and try to find this video, then I bid you good luck. I gave it a quick five-minute search, but YouTube has the most curated algorithm ever. And since mm -hmm. this video first went up in 2014, all I got were a bunch of, like, very edited Area 51 clips that are put out by, like, Nat Geo Wild, and they don't have the good stuff in them. But that's okay. Because we're not here to talk about the original Area 150, Area 51 video, but rather the chain of events that led to the topic of this episode. The man behind the comment was named Kenny Veach, and unbeknownst to him, he had just set off a chain of events that would cement him into conspiracy history for all time and even inspire a 2021 film called Horror in the High Desert. You know, I do appreciate, I do appreciate um a good area 51 story because it's been heavily tied into like skinwalker ranch and like i feel like every single piece of like sci-fi whether it's like real or like fiction or non-fiction is related to strange occurrences in the arizona utah new yeah. mexico um deserts we I, we sleep on the we sleep on our area so much because a lot of the more well-known things that have happened in the United States in terms of cryptid sightings have all happened on the East Coast. But I think that that's that phenomenon where something happens close to home and you just dismiss it. Like how many times have we gone to the Great Salt Lake? It's you know, and people fly out to see it. It's a natural phenomenon. But then I'm like, no, there's bugs there, and there's like a thousand shrimp, and it, if you have a cut on your leg, it hurts your foot. Yeah, I don't um, think I've ever, yeah, I don't think I've ever been there. I've been around it, like, near the Salt Palace, but I've never been to the actual Great Salt Lake yeah. because I hear it smells nasty. Yeah, or people are like, oh, you live next to these beautiful mountains. I bet you're in them all the time. And I'm like, <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Stupid. I don't go out. But it's probably the same with people who live by the ocean. I'm like, I'd be on the beach every day. And some people are like, I haven't been to the beach in years. So best of yeah. both worlds, grass is always greener, right? Anyway, so after Kenny posted his YouTube comment, people took massive amounts of interest in what he could potentially discover if he returned to the mysterious cave. Eventually, enough people on the site on the site convinced Kenny to go back to the strange entrance and document his discoveries in a YouTube series. And for what it is worth, Kenny did return to the area and attempted to find the cave. And he brought along with him a 9mm handgun and a camera, and he was hoping to share with the world the strange experience he'd gone through previously. Except the video didn't really contain what the people had hoped for or demanded. Instead, what they got was Kenny wandering around the area pointing out wildlife, geological formations, and the distance that he had hiked from his truck, and even old mineshaft entrances. But to everyone's disappointment, he was unable to find the M-shaped cave. Now obviously, this is the part in the story where we want to say everyone accepted defeat and decided to leave the strange cave and Kenny alone. But obviously that did not happen. Fuck no, this is the internet. Let's yeah. beat this till it dies. Oh, Kenny was hit with so many negative reactions to his video that it severely bothered him because nobody appreciated that he even fucking tried. Because mm -hmm. when he was like, my truck's over there, it was like off yonder. He like might as well have been pointing to Salt Lake from Ogden. You know what I mean? It was like mm -hmm. fucking far away. The clouds at that point were like blurry off in the distance. So he had gone a really far away without finding anything. And he was like massacred online for it. <laughs> of course. Um, so he's like, okay, I will go out. I will make things right. I'll go on my third recon trip in search of the cave. And ominously, 
one of the last comments on the video would read, quote, no, do not go back there. If you find that cave entrance, don't go in. If you do, you won't get out. Insert ominous music here, which I probably mm -hmm. won't do, but do yeah, it your don't. Brain. It's okay. So this time, Kenny let his family know that he was going to do an overnight trip for a highly requested YouTube video. Except his short, short two-day trip eventually turned into a whopping 10 days missing, and eventually Kenny's family reached out to the police. In a Las Vegas 3 News article, it is stated that Kenny was an extremely experienced and out avid outdoorsman. Yeah, his entire video that everyone was hating on was about him showing the outdoors. That's all he did. He fucking hiked for 20 years. That was his hobby. He even quit his job so he could enjoy hiking more. That's all this guy did. Hmm. And the police did take his disappearance very seriously. And one member of the search and rescue team named David Cummings stated, quote, We're going to have to go rock by rock, crevice by crevice, valley by valley, and look. It's going to be very, very difficult, and some of it on the dangerous side. The ground search is about to expand, focusing instead on the high elevations. We're going to try to bring some canines in, and we just haven't confirmed them yet, but hopefully we get them tomorrow as well. Still, a main concern is Kenny's access to water. In the same article, Kenny's daughter Victoria was quoted as oh saying- Oh my god, they were bullying a dad. They were bullying yeah. a dad for a YouTube video. Mm -hmm. We should have been eradicated a while ago. Yeah. So his daughter says he has everything going for him. Five foot eight, 150 pounds, avid hiker, martial arts guy, survivor. He'll eat a lizard. He knows what plants to eat. I know my dad, total survivor. My biggest worry would be that he's not alive anymore. But knowing my dad, I'm pretty sure that he probably just hurt himself and he just needs help and he's stuck and needs help. That's so sad, man. <sighs> that is really fucking sad. After the investigation led police to his YouTube videos, more and more of Kenny's experience with hiking in the area came to light. In one comment, he mentioned, quote, I've been doing this sort of thing for over 20 years. I go where no one goes, and I never take anyone with me. I find skulls of all shapes and sizes, and occasionally I find really old animal traps. I hike over mountaintop after mountaintop and sleep on peaks under the stars. Sometimes I have to scale giant cliffs to get myself out of a jam, but I always make it back. I'm beat up and tired, and my pack is almost always heavier than when I left. I had to be rescued only one time by a helicopter. I had blown out my left leg at the top of a mountain, and I only had a cup of water left to get me 20 miles back to my truck. It was only 100 degrees out, but I have a very good safety record. Um, so really, it begged the question. If Kenny knew the area inside and out and had tons of experience with the arid conditions of the Mojave, Mojave Desert, which is AK one of the hottest regions on Earth, then where the hell was he? Because even amateur explorers in the area lended their aid to the police, taking them to lesser-known areas, helping them navigate the abandoned shafts that Kenny often talked about exploring. But again and again, none of these searches led them to anything that resembled an M-shaped cave that Kenny had set out to rediscover in the first place. The police then began to scour YouTube for Kenny's presence on the site. And although he didn't post much comments himself, he did leave a good amount of clues in the comments on various videos. By viewing his location in the M-shaped cave fail video, the first one that got a ton of hate, mm -hmm. and comparing it to some of his other comments on the site, cops and local area experts believe the M-shaped cave had to have been about seven miles from Nellis Air Force Base, which is just north of Las Vegas. You know, people need to give more credit to Vegas for being creepy and violent. Oh, I just, yeah. Do you know what I mean? I don't think a lot of people give it 
credit for being creepy no. and violent. I think people are too caught up in the hubbubaloo of like the Vegas strip, but like, don't give, I mean, obviously now that like the water is leaving and we're dying and more bodies are coming up in Lake Mead, people are starting to be like, Hey, you know, the Vegas desert is violent and full of death. Yeah. Um, but I just don't think that was a sentiment shared for as long as it should have been. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. No, it's been sleeping on Vegas. You know what I mean? Yeah. Been sleeping on it for too long. So speaking of Vegas, any conspiracy nut or alien aficionado should have their ears perk up at the mention of Nellis Air Force Base, which is home to the most concentrated sightings of the Long Whites, an alien species known for roaming the area. See, this is what I'm saying. Again, like, you and I cover aliens constantly. Mm -hmm. And no one is talking about the Long Whites like they are the tall skinny grays. Also, if you look up long white, it's um, a vodka, so alien <laughs> behind it. Oh, uh, they even got Idaho tied up in this nonsense. You know, like no one's talking about the tall whites, no. really. Like they don't really do much. I I mean, but yeah, but like still, like no, everyone is so like dick hard about Area Fifty One and Skinwalker Ranch. We're just ignoring what's right in front of us. You're more likely to see something on the uh, extraterrestrial highway with the long whites and you would be at area 51 or skinwalker ranch combined. I would say there yeah. are, so we could do an entire episode about just the sightings at Nellis air force base. See, this is what I'm saying. So what gives them even more credibility in the UFO scene is the number of consistently documented sightings, especially from members uh, of the community who are relatively well respected. So the police and military personnel, so the police who were looking for Kenny in 2014 were a little less interested in aliens, obviously, and the rumors about abductions in the area, especially when they found Kenny's cell phone near an abandoned mine shaft. Whoa, whoa. And although they stated that they didn't believe he was actually in the mine shaft because a lot of them were covered and it didn't look like the cover of it had been disturbed at all, they also gently conceded that the trail for Kenny had gone cold and just stopped searching for him. A short time later, someone claiming to be Kenny's girlfriend posted a massive comment on his first video claiming that she believed Kenny had committed suicide. Since it is very, very, very long, I'm going to paraphrase a bit here and pull out some of the more important comments. She mentioned on their previous hikes the type of protective clothing they wore, such as snake guards over their feet, sun protection, and even used walking sticks and utilized a GPS system. They brought enough water with them to last for their trip and even kept extra in their car just in case. And the same went for food. Kenny also had tons of experience and loved to explore the abandoned bits of history, such as ghost towns that were prevalent in the area. He was very, very familiar with them. And despite his sunny demeanor, she does personally believe that Kenny committed suicide. And I know the last bit is going to be something that a lot of people want to hold on to, there's some extra interesting statements that go against this theory. Specifically, she mentioned that a helicopter and over 30 search and rescue teams combed the area for him, and the only thing they were able to find was his cell phone. So all the other equipment he would have used, such as GPS, camping equipment, other survivor gear, gear was never found. And it wouldn't make sense for him to bring all these things with him if he just intended to take the time to hide them and then kill himself to make sure that they would never be found. He would have just killed himself and left everything there. Yeah. And it's very sus indeed. And unfortunately, 
led the police to give up their search altogether and agree that Kenny had simply committed suicide. Now, there is no evidence that the person who posted on YouTube was ever connected to Kenny at all. And imagine if you were part of his family, especially his daughter, trying to stomach the fact that the police made up a narrative so they didn't have to search for him anymore. This is just like that. It's now finally being reinvestigated. But there was that woman who was found with like fucking 50 stab wounds to the back of her neck and some to the front, and like some in her head. And they said she had committed suicide. And you're just like, um, I don't fucking think so, mate. <laughs> or like, no, they just ran away. They just hitchhiked to California. Yeah, just the classic 60s and 70s mm-hmm. um, murdered victim we don't want to look for. She probably yeah. ran away. Yeah, it's funny how people just Epstein mm-hmm. uh, in these sorts of cases, too. Yeah. So when questioned or scrutinized, the police do relent from the suicide theory, but they lean hard into an intentional disappearance instead. Um, that's just he intentionally intended to disappear, disappear in the Mojave Desert. Oh my god, I'm just, I can't, they're, they're like, the YouTube comments got to him in such a way. It's like, come on! I know, this was a grown-ass man with a family who went out doing his hobby. Like, I don't buy it. And to, like, prove a point and probably yeah. be funny. Like, I just, oh god, just pick a different way to collect yeah. a paycheck, because I'm right? sick of this way. So those are the theories about Kenny, but let's instead, or those are like the more accepted theories about Kenny, was that he either intentionally disappeared or he committed suicide. Not buying it. It's not for sale. So instead, let's look into the theories that do make sense and make sure we aren't disregarding the M-shaped cave. So strange occurrences in caves have been part of our history since before we were even the United States. Mm-hmm. And a researcher named Alan Kopp documented a very strange phenomena with a cave near an abandoned quarry in Louisville, Kentucky. And due to its location, the cave was nearly in shambles from the quarry blasts, and it made the terrain inside very treacherous and dangerous. However, it wasn't the terrain that Kopp was worried about. Because even in the darkness of the cave, he claimed that there were non-dormant shadows capable of moving on their own. Now, basically what Cop is referring to can really only be, descri- be described as shadow people, especially after he states, In darkness, you cannot see the hidden shadows, and turning on a light of any type will not help either. As soon as the light emits on a shadow, it ceases to be a shadow. And furthermore, they can no longer be seen, much like they cannot be seen in the dark. And he goes on to claim, they walk amongst us every day, and we pay no attention to them. The I don't- fuck? Yeah. Fucking creepy, right? So the fuck is he on about? There were a lot of theories, but, like, cave systems in Kentucky, Kentucky, especially when it comes to, like, goblin cryptids, is, like, the number one cryptid there. They outrank Bigfoot. They outrank aliens are the fucking goblins and the cave systems there. There's something going on very weird. Also, Kentucky had its own slew of witchcraft trials that happened in the 1800s, and a lot of them went into the caves. And it wasn't – it didn't tie in with aliens, but – a lot of the lore that goes on with that is the witches weren't fucking killed by the locals. They were killed by some sort of cave-dwelling creature that was like a shadow stealer. And since we live in the mortal plane, you cannot take our shadow without killing us. Very weird. I had to abandon shadow that tangent. Snatchers. Yeah, oh I, my god. I had to abandon that tangent, but we can cover it in the future. But I was like, this is fucking wild. What the fuck? Yeah, crazy, What the right? fuck? Yeah. 
Kentucky Cave Witch. The fuck? Yeah, wild, right? Anyway, <laughs> we'll have to cover that on a neck a, a episode in the future because I like got to that and I was like, nope, I don't have the time. I just want to know about cave things. Um, but so anyway, before you dismiss the claims of strange entities living in caves, let's go back to some evidence in our own history. In fact, as far back as 12,000 BC, that's a little over 12,000 years ago. 10,000 BC, a little over 12,000. What did I say? You said 12 and 12. I'm so fucking dumb sometimes. That's okay. Thank God you're here to keep me on on task. Um, But there are strange depictions of strange beings wearing objects over their heads and seemingly floating in space, giving more credit to the ancient aliens theory or the ancient astronauts theory. Yeah, there's literally, like, cave drawings of a UFO with little dots underneath it. Some of these are in Spain. Some of these are in India. Some of these are in France. And some of these are in Australia. Each one of these pictures I pulled from a different region. Mm-hmm. You know, I always did believe that aliens were here. I... You know, it, it's the only thing that makes religion make sense to me. Not even religion. Show me where the fucking cats came from. Cats are not in our written history until Egyptian times. They fucking came from outer space. Prove me wrong. That's all I'm asking. Fucking prove me wrong. Yeah, I can't. Domesticated cats, motherfucker. We have it on record down to like the year of when we domesticated dogs. We don't have any fucking evidence of cats. I call bullshit. Yeah. You know... I really believe that religion probably came from aliens yeah. and UFOs, but definitely uh, cats for sure. Close yeah. second. <laughs> Even like ancient Sumerians had like the weird relationship with space and stuff like that. There had to have been something going on. Yeah, I know. So, it. I believe it. That is Sumerians or it's cats. Either way, aliens are here. So, in fact, all over the world are cave paintings of aliens, yet we so often dismiss the idea that they only inhabit the sky instead of understanding that they've been underground potentially this whole time. Isn't that the whole purpose of hollow earth? Yeah. Or like reptilians is like the subterranean alien. Yeah. So that's really popular there. You know, speak for yourself when you say that we've been thinking they've only inhabited the sky. We've also been on the, they're from the oceans train. So I need you to catch up. I'm just saying prevalently when you mention aliens, people are thinking outer space, man. We well, gotta get back into the caves. They're also thinking only past, no yeah. past their nose, I should yeah. say, you know? So let's get back to the M-shaped cave and analyze what Kenny initially said about it, specifically that his entire body began to feel as if it were vibrating. So in some religious and spiritual practices, and even as common as fucking yoga, man, <laughs> vibrations are something that are generally accepted as a sort of physical reaction to outside influence that we can't quite put our finger on. Some even claim that when you experience an overwhelming sense of this vibrational sense, your body is actually being affected on a cellular level. Also, these sort of symptoms came along with what Kenny experienced after seeing the M-shaped cape the first time. Memory loss. The fact that Kenny was an avid experienced hiker who used GPS should have easily been able to find the cave again, either on his own or with technology. Mm-hmm. Failure in technology. Again, Kenny used GPS when he was out hiking and could have referenced this data to find the cave again. A humming or buzzing feeling, aka vibrations that can take over your hearing, and the feeling of being more special than you are. 
Something that we haven't quite covered was how Kenny went from a avid kept to himself type of hiker and then eventually started saying like, no, I've been doing this for years. I'm the fucking guy. I'm the one who's going to find the cave. I'll go back. A very high sense of self and ego, especially after he hit the M-shaped cave. What the fuck? So it looks like aliens. Well, actually, you're saying people who are like... I have high vibes. I'm better than you. That actually makes sense. That actually checks out. Yeah. Like girls who go to Spain and then they're like, Spain. España. Yeah. España. Yeah. Those are the same. Yeah. One and the yep. same. Yep. So let's talk about the long whites. And no, I don't mean myself. <laughs> of Nevada. Yeah. You're the long white of Utah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And just like the little green men, graves, Nordics, and reptilians, Long whites is a type of alien species long accepted in the UFO community. One man named Charles Hall wrote an entire book series about it called Millennial Hospitality, where, similar to Stanley Kubrick, hid the truth in plain sight of his media works. Hall took what he experienced during his time at Nellis Air Force Base, yes, the same one we mentioned earlier, and exposed the existence of the long whites to the American people. I imagine that Millennial Hospitality is just a book about how most millennials are in serving waitressing and bartending jobs because they have degrees that they can't afford. Um, they could never afford and the job economy for their degrees is so oversaturated. And yeah. that's why most of them are paying, they can't even get a mortgage or they're paying their rent by being bartenders and waitresses. A and completely waiters. fucking different route where it's like a millennial is working like the doorman or a millennial goes to a doorman, but it's just text me when you're here instead of knocking and that's the entire book (laughs) they're actually uh sci-fi books well maybe work on your title yeah so according to alienufosightings.com here are some of the experiences that hall wrote about in his book and some of these are quoted from the site directly or i just paraphrased so hall's observation of the aliens suggests that they use the earth as a middle point in their path between their home state and another destination The U.S. Air Force buildings and bases with their heights and uh, dimensions suggests to Hall that these have been built by the U.S. government while keeping in mind the security and safety needs of the tall whites. The aliens do have children who are granted access to roam certain areas of the desert. So they're saying like the Air Force buildings are really tall. The doorways are taller. (laughs) Normal doorways are like 10 feet. You know, hallways are more narrow in restricted access areas that a tall, skinny being would be very comfortable going through. This reminds me of um, there's a name for it. I'm totally going to paraphrase, but it's called like the pizza theory. And it's that if you track how many pizzas are being delivered to government facilities, you can almost almost pinpoint within 48 hours when like big news is going to drop. And, and they tested this by seeing that like 48 pizzas had been delivered to a government facility because they were doing like a big documents oh, deep yeah. dive. You know what I mean? And so there they were, were 47,000 to... pizzas delivered to the Pentagon the day before 9-11. <laughs> yeah, I heard. <laughs> if you, you know, that's something that Bush never had the balls or gall to speak out against. It's like how many pizzas were delivered to the Pentagon on and September were... 10th? fucking Papa John pizzas. Why do you think he's gone so off the rails? They gave him a lobotomy. You know, this is the same thing. The doors are tall, therefore aliens. Yeah. The pizzas are coming, therefore government conspiracy. 
parties. Yeah. Correlation and causation need to just be directly linked. The one. It's just, yeah, yeah, the Venn diagram is a circle. So he claimed that he had been attacked by the tall whites before, who used what he could only describe as like a pencil-like weapon to cut his neck. The military, in their agreement with the tall whites of the area, did nothing when Hall reported this attack to his commanding officers. And lastly, the tall whites recognized and respected the class of the officers who worked with them, talking or working with only the higher ranking men seriously, and then being more dangerous to like lower level people stationed on base. I know. So if you want to think of a tall white, imagine a slender man stature mixed with the features of a Nordic and gray alien combined. They're not as dangerous as the greys and not as beautiful as the Nordics or more you're just humanoid. Saying that you're I know you're gonna fucking say it. Or <laughs> as humanoid as the Nordics, which makes them a dangerous combination of being just easy enough to hide, and obviously we have a strange need to work with them. In fact, even fucking Forbes, this blew my mind. Forbes has an article about some of the NSA documents leaked by Edward Snowden containing some evidence of the tall whites and if that theory held enough fucking weight that even Iran took it seriously. And I don't want to give Iran any credit, but if they're like, the fucking tall whites are there, they had direct statements of need for nuclear um, weaponry because they believed of the alien, they believed in the alien agenda in the United States. Yeah, that's also what I'd say too if I yeah. needed some nukes. You know, step number one of becoming a secure country get nukes. They're like, they're getting longer and weirder, man. We got to fucking blow them out of the water. We heard there are some, you know, white people? Imagine them taller. Yeah. We've got to get the fucking nukes in here, dude. Yeah. They they don't even get sunburnt anymore. It's crazy. They just wander the desert and cut people with their pencils. They went to NATO and they're like, you guys, you'll never fucking (laughs) believe this. (laughs) Um, And the article even states that there is some small belief that it wasn't the Greys who met with President Eisenhower in 1954. But in fact, the tall whites, the leaked documents go on to mention work with a global surveillance system that would essentially wipe out the autonomy of people over the planet, which makes sense why the powers that be wanted little Kenny Veach to go missing in such a way he would never be found. And even to this day, not a single trace of Kenny's remains, despite people traveling to the area from around the world trying to find this mysterious M-shaped cave, have ever come to light. But it should go without saying, if you ever get to an area and something doesn't feel quite right, the best move is to leave as fast as you can and never return, or you'll end up just like Kenny did, missing forever. Um, so the cave, the M-shaped cave, was an entrance to the Tall Whites? So the M-shaped cave, what he found it one time, mm-hmm. maybe he found it again, but he got close to it and he got freaked the fuck out and he left. There's a ton of evidence saying that tall whites are in the area, and in conjunction, caves are where aliens are dwelling. The theory is that he ran into, yes, the, an occupation or hovel, so to speak, of these tall whites on the military base, and they just got rid of him for it. You know, Okay. Something I'm, suspicious happened. Yeah, I'm going to choose to believe it. I'm going to choose to believe it because I don't trust Vegas. I don't trust the desert. And I believe in aliens. So I'm going to go ahead. Yeah. And if there's one thing I know about 
motherfucker who loves hiking and toe shoes. It's that they wouldn't just get lost. So no, it's against their nature. Yeah, it's against a dad's nature too mm-hmm. to go out and just not be prepared. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, well. I'm going to look into that Forbes article. That's interesting. The Forbes I should have linked it. The- yeah, I yeah. should have linked it. That's fine. I guess I'll do my own fucking research. Well, I know. We've got to talk- make a note that next week we talk about the cave witches because it's like you really – I kind of wished you would have gone on one of your tangents where we completely derailed the episode because I uh. am very interested in that – Normally that would happen where it gets away from me a little bit, but the tall whites have been calling to me for a while. Well, they are. And I was like, people. I owe it. So. <laughs> yeah, my people need their representation. Yeah, Just being tall and weird and liking the heat for no earthly reason whatsoever. So yeah, it seems it seems on brand for you. Well, um, I already did our promos up at the top. So again, yeah, just get out of here wait to see what we're doing at fanex again we'll share it with you once we know yeah you'll know when we know which is probably the day of yeah on fucking the 19th um okay cool uh guess what you're supposed to guess what hail satan uh hail aliens don't go hiking maybe one of the same maybe